Hello, everyone, and welcome to another South Coast Football Holic podcast episode for a very special announcement today. I'm joined yet again by good mate Timmy Gibson. Timmy, it seems every time we meet up for our weekly podcast now that uh, something big has been going on. Yeah, look, mate, it's definitely been exciting in uh, in recent times. A lot of stuff's been happening, which is always good. Now, this week on the show, we have uh, another icon of Australian football joining us. Our guest today, he's captain our national team, 29 caps for the Socceroos. He's played for iconic English clubs like Portsmouth and Crystal Palace, along with iconic NSL clubs like Sydney, Croatia and Marconi Stallions. He was the man who drove the Save Hakim campaign, which saw Hakim Al-Arabi saved from detainment and brought home to Australia. Our guest today is now part of SBS as a sports analyst and is a FFA pro licensed coach and educator. It's our pleasure to welcome Craig Foster to the podcast today. Craig, welcome and thanks again for coming on, mate. Yeah, no, it's always good to join you and uh, it's nice nice to be here have a chat about uh, football and sport and other things. Always good. Now, recently you've started up a campaign called Play for Lives um, in this coronavirus pandemic era. Can you explain a little bit to our audience what Play for Lives is all about? Yeah, Play for Lives was about sport uh, committing itself to helping Australia and around the world, in actual fact, uh, to get through this uh, COVID-19 pandemic in, in particular. So as sport was coming to uh, cessation, you know, we were going to obviously be postponed. The you know, immediate question was, well, you know, should we be playing at the professional level or even at community? Should we continue to play or what should we do? And uh, many of us felt that the best thing for sport to do, in fact, as part of our social responsibility, was to actually put ourselves at the service of the Australian community. And that means to just help vulnerable communities get through now. One of the reasons for doing it is because, A, we're going to be idle and we have this incredible workforce um, that's you know, capable and ready. Uh, but B, was to bring sport a little bit closer to these social issues, you know, in the last I guess probably 30 years more than uh, prior, you know, we've had this uh, uber commercialization um, of, you know, international global sport and professional sport and, uh, you know, this connection with the grassroots community sport um, is one that's very often today just seen as a fundraising initiative, you know, money comes from the number of participants or uh, for professional clubs it's just, um, you know, fans and bums on seats, if you like. But it's much more important than that. Um, professional game can, uh, you know, has scale uh, and is able to take a top-down approach, and that means, um, you know, disseminating messages around COVID-19, uh, you know, working with the government on these various things, and that's very important. But equally, community clubs like yourselves in local communities are one of the most critical connective tissues that we have in society, both in Australia and in many parts of the world. Some of the research out of disaster zones and a pandemic is is one form of disaster, says that our sporting clubs and community organisations are incredibly important, not just to enable people to deal with what they're facing, you know, by having close friends, by having people in your local community who you can reach out to, but also post-pandemic, uh, they're incredibly important to providing, uh, you know, a safe space, a place where people can go. And you see now this, you know, whole push and how people, how excited people are to get back to community sport. That just reinforces the importance of community sport to the social fabric of Australia. So by stepping forward now and actually helping vulnerable communities through, we we not only um, 
if you like, demonstrate the importance of community sport, but we actually strengthen community resilience through uh, community sporting clubs helping out all around the country. So that's been from digital support, you know, it's been a whole range of things across a vast number of sports. You know, we've had community sporting clubs doing, um, you know, projects for charities in every part of Australia. We've had um, community sporting clubs volunteering and professional clubs volunteering to, you know, uh, help charities, whether that's uh, helping homeless or asylum seekers, refugees, or people who are out of a job now um, who need food or other things. Uh, we've had, um, you know, um, people uh, cooking meals through sporting clubs for uh, cancer organisations and for kids, delivering it to those kids. And up in Brisbane, we've got a number of sporting organisations, including uh, the Brisbane Royal Fans Foundation, which is a charity. Uh, helping to feed over 600 international students and migrant workers who, of course, have been left out of the various stimulus packages. So it's been a wonderful project just to see the way people have responded and and to increase this concept of community connectedness. And, Timmy, speaking about community sport clubs getting involved, it's been so heartwarming over the last couple of weeks to see so many of our community football clubs getting behind our little donation raiser for the Black Dog Institute. Yeah, most definitely. It's been fantastic to see uh, everyone getting involved with that. I think, you know, it surprised us to see do we have now 14 clubs involved in it, which is which is awesome. And I think it just shows the inherent kindness that people have, especially at a time like this, which is very trying for, for a lot of people. So today we have a very special announcement regarding the South Coast FIFA Pro Clubs tournament that is currently going on. And it's fundraising initiative for the Black Dog Institute and a local suicide charity in Talk To Me Bro. So the South Coast FIFA Pro Clubs tournament would like to announce that the competition will be kind of joining up with Foz here in the, and his Play For Lives campaign to create the Play For Lives Cup. Now, the competition is we're going to actually get a trophy made up, I believe, which will be really cool. So the competition is going to be raising money for the Black Dog Institute and Talk To Me Bro as we have been over the last few weeks. There are two organisations who are tackling both depression and suicide in our community. Foss has been kind enough to jump on board and give us a little hand with this initiative and we honestly can't thank him enough for his support for uh, number one, our podcast coming on today and number two for this initiative in general. However, we want to give a massive shout out to SBS reporter Adrian Archioli, who originally came up with this idea and actually contacted Foz about it. So, Tinny, without Adrian, then this would not have been a possibility. No, not at all. I think it was um, he, so, he sort of messaged us and said, lads, I've got an idea. And then and from there, it just sort of started. You know, it's fantastic that we're able to, to do this and it really should um, help elevate the cause. And again, just really trying to, to help those in need during this time, especially because I think that... Um, you know, loneliness is something that, that's becoming very common. Everyone's having to isolate at the moment. They're spending a lot of time at home. And I think people sort of forget how important social interactions are to people. And so when you lose that element, I think mental mental health-wise, it, it really does take a toll on a lot of people. And not only that, our, our football community locally over the last couple of years has unfortunately lost a couple of young men to suicide, two former teammates of mine actually, and many other people. So... I reckon, Timmy, it's the least we could do to uh, create a legacy for those two and honour their families and those two boys um, in a respectful way. Yeah, look, for sure. I, th- I think that um, especially in the current environment that we're in, there's, there's not too many practical things that can be done. So in a virtual sense, being able to, to uh, 
you know, create, uh, donate money to, to charities and things like that is, is a fantastic thing that can be done for, for people who, are, who have unfortunately lost their lives to, to ways that really just shouldn't happen at all. Now, Foz, I'm hearing rumours over the last couple of days that you could potentially be commentating the final for this tournament. Yeah, well, you know, Adrian Archuli, you know, he's a persuasive young man, as you guys know. <laughs> and uh, look, you know, that's what this this is all about. A pandemic is an opportunity. Well, look, a pandemic is horrible. People are suffering terribly, both in Australia and around the world. And at the same time, everyone is being forced to stop. So it has huge economic implications, of course, of people are losing employment and so on. So it's horrible. One of the byproducts, though, is that people actually have to stop for a minute and life for most of us, just never stops. And they're, they're having a chance to both contemplate where they are and, and what's important to them and also do what you're doing now, which is why I applaud you. That is, you know, uh, run some initiatives that take them into different sectors of society and build greater understanding and empathy with all of us. So when you're talking, you know, and you've had personal, um, uh, you know, personal um experience sadly you know of teammates taking their own lives and we know that it is uh, you know almost an epidemic across Australia and of course now during this pandemic it's being exacerbated which is really horrible but that's one reason why it's so important that we all learn more about it uh, raise funds for it by doing what you're doing you're getting people to think about it you're raising awareness for those groups incredibly important and of course you know during this time now more than ever of donations and funds for charities are incredibly important and and uh, you know invaluable. So during this time, um, it's also um, an opportunity, though, to help others in society and to recognise that all our all of your mental health is important, and all of those you know in your fourteen clubs who have joined on, and the whole football community. But in my view, too often sport just looks after its own and says, look, you know, this is our community and we're just going to, you know, let's make sure everyone's fine. That's totally cool. But really, sport is about all of society. Sport is a a high-profile, socially influential institution that can talk about important issues, that can contribute to a better Australia and a better world, and that can help people who otherwise would not receive that assistance and so now is also a good chance to talk about other sectors of society who need us right now there's a lot people who are out of um, employment uh, you know asylum seekers refugees international students who aren't you know aren't being given any uh, social safety net right now so play for lives is about everything you're doing and more that's why i've come on board with you Uh, raising money for black dog institute and and the bros uh, is absolutely brilliant but it's also an opportunity for all of your people to get out and volunteer and to do other things and to use this time to gain more experience, empathy, compassion and a better understanding of the world as it exists outside our houses and our sporting clubs. So well done. I'm going to connect in on the night and do a bit of commentary uh, <laughs> and, uh, and you know, I'll give you all my support that I possibly can and I'm just calling on all of those 14 clubs saying brilliant work but also get out everything that sport can do now to increase our, our social understanding is going to be invaluable on the other side so that we can, uh, you know, become more than just football clubs, more than just playing and kicking ball, much more, that we can contribute to your local society down there, to the nation and to the world. And that's what many of us believe sport's about. And we want to thank the other 13 teams along with the South Coast Football Holic Podcast as well, who have joined in on this initiative. 
they weren't told to join in this this initiative. They did it all on their own, which is uh, fantastic to see the support that this project is getting. But like Foz said, hopefully we can get some of these people, some of these clubs doing more stuff in the community as well. It would just be fantastic to see, especially during this time. Now, Timmy, can you provide the audience with a little bit more information about what's going to happen now with the Play for Lives Cup? Yeah, so with the, uh, I guess, the tournament evolving a little bit, primarily we're, we're going to try to continue to to do our best to raise as much money as possible. Um, the tournament, of course, as been mentioned, is going to change its name. We didn't really have a name before, so it's good that we have one now to the, uh, the Play for Lives Cup. And, of course, there will now be a trophy awarded to the winner. Uh, donations will be presented at the end to the organisations. And we are also looking into the possibility, of course, COVID pending, um, of a uh, trophy presentation night. So, uh, yeah, and uh, if you're looking for more details with regards to how it's going to change, there will be an article up on our website. I'm hearing rumours it's going to be in the Johnny Warren Museum. I, I oh. did hear an inkling of that as well, yes. So that would be absolutely fabulous down in Jamboree there. Yeah, I'll be in for that 100%. Fantastic. I'll, I'll message uh, Jordan Warren for sure. Timmy, take it away. <laughs> Yeah, so obviously, Craig, we're over the moon that you've joined us uh, with the competition in this initiative, and uh, we want to thank you sin- sincerely once again. Um, I guess uh, one of the questions that we have, and it could take hours, and, and there's so many different possible answers, but but could you tell us about the wonderful work that you do do in the community, especially with the refugees? Oh, gee, well, you know, they're in a lot of trouble right now, um, refugees and uh, asylum seekers offshore and in detention centres here. So there's kind of two cohorts. The other ones are the um, the asylum seekers who are on temporary visas in Australia right now, have no work rights, have no rights to a social safety net. Um, you know, that's, um, you know, tens of thousands of people and they're in deep trouble right now because they have nothing. So... We're uh, volunteering a lot of our time to pack food hampers for the asylum seeker centres and other food emergency response centres, like Addison Road Community Centre, where I am now in Marrickville, uh, to make sure that all those communities can be fed. Um, But as I always say, you know what, they're part of our football community. Uh, You know, we play with uh, people of all backgrounds, all faiths, all cultures, and so we see everyone as equal and, and everyone should have the same opportunity uh, same opportunities in life and so that's what sport is about that's what a team's about and that's what my advocacy for asylum seekers and refugees is about the guys offshore have been there seven years they're in a horrible state of uh, circumstances uh, a few of them are going to up or, up to about 20 are about to head over to the US which is ironic because they've waited seven years and now when they've finally been given the go-ahead uh, of course they're heading into one of the worst COVID-19 hotspots in the world so the poor people, they just can't catch a break. The ones who are in uh, in Australia now, um, there's a lot of advocates, including me around the country, calling for them to be released into community detention. That means in accommodation uh, where they, they still um, are monitored, where, you know, the government has, if you like, control of them, but they're out of the detention centres, which we know around the world are COVID-19 hotspots anyway. So they need a lot of help. It's been a really um, dark period for in Australia's history in terms of our treatment of asylum seekers, refugees, which has been awful to see. And, and there's a growing number of Australians who want to see that change, uh, both for them and also for our concept and our notion of what Australia is about. We simply can't treat people in this way and then say that we are a civil society. 
uh, everyone should have basic rights and it's and the rights of these people have been badly contravened well craig we applaud your uh, your efforts into uh giving more rights to the refugees we really from afar it's just fantastic to see like i've seen in the community ourselves um I've actually been a part of a community refugee program, a football program, a little free one where we get uh, many refugee kids just to come down on Thursday afternoon and just play games in at the fraternity club in Ferry Meadow. And at times you got 50, 50 kids just piling into the courts because, just because they want to play football. That's it. And it's, it's just heartwarming to see and hopefully there's more and more of these kids given a right to uh, – to freedom basically so it's um it's fantastic the work you do and we really from afar we applaud it but Foz, thanks a lot for coming on for this little quick podcast today and this special announcement we hope it goes a long way towards raising money for a very good cause and we'll have to get you on the pod again someday for a chat for sure we'll have to chat about your life no problem well when we do the uh play for lives cup final and we do all that stuff we'll do a podcast when we come down for the uh award ceremony down with uh, Jamie Warren and family. That'll be great. That'd be fantastic. Be sure to tune in tonight for the final round of group games for the Play for Lives Cup for Group A. The action gets underway at 7.30pm tonight with streams being posted on our Facebook at South Coast Football Podcast at 6.30pm. Hopefully, Timmy, we don't have another FIFA update tonight and all games can start on time. Yeah, hopefully my internet doesn't die before kickoff as well in the in the first game. But uh, yeah, hopefully not too many technical difficulties uh, for this round. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And we hope you can support the Black Dog Institute and talk to me, bro, with us. Stay tuned for more competition games coming up tonight.